0: Hello everyone and welcome back to That's F and Weird. Today we're gonna to be doing things a little differently. We have two special guests joining us today for today's topic. We have, of course, myself Leo. I'm Alex.
1: It's Missy. And JD.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the hollow earth theory or inner earth theory or the idea that the earth isn't as solid as people like to think.
2: I, you know, I I have a lot of questions for this episode. Um, talking with JD a little bit beforehand. JD, he's one of the people that we have on for, to interview. Um, talking with him, he knows quite a bit about this. So I feel like he's going to be able to answer most of my questions. Same with you, Leo. You were, say, you were saying that you were able to... Answer most of mine. But the one thing I I just kind of want to get this out of the way. One of my first questions is Are hollow earth believers looked
0: at the same as flat earthers? From what I can tell, no. I don't think it's as negative as a trope as flat earth. But that's just from my personal experience and from what I've seen whenever it's brought up into discussion. It's like I don't think people know as much about or as it's not as popularized as flat earth is. What are your thoughts, JD? Yeah,
1: you know, I think that the flat Earth community has sort of staked out a position that that where where they are sort of anti-science, or at least they they, they live in a world where where the the truth of the flat Earth is being actively masked and hidden from the masses of people, and that's not really where Hollow Earth believers sort of situate themselves. Although there are elements that they think are being covered up, they're not quite as staunchly sort of antisocial as I think the flat earth community is. So it doesn't carry that same stigma. And, I, and okay. also I would say that that's the, the hollow earth theory does have uh, a pretty lengthy scientific um, debate that it dates back into the, the late 1700s as well, um, where I think The flat Earth movement is a relatively new and novel way of sort of questioning, you know, knowledge and science in general.
2: Well, wasn't like I I I know we're not the topic discussion is not flat Earth, but wasn't the idea of flat Earth hasn't it been around since like Magellan and everything like that? Like how it was, they thought that if you sailed far enough, you were gonna fall off the Earth.
1: Yeah, I think it. I mean, I think it exists probably even further back than than. Magellan, um, you know that a lot of those explorers soon discovered that in fact you could sail around the Earth, and that that theory sort of went out the window. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think science has done a lot to show that. I mean that that the Earth is indeed not flat, and so if if, if you believe the Earth is flat, I think that you're essentially saying I don't trust modern science at all. Whereas yeah. with you know again hollow Earth. Um, there is still some, at least some room to say, well, maybe we don't know yet. And that leaves open possibilities for it to be actually true. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that, too. I think there is a lot more evidence to support the hollow earth theory than there is the flat earth theory. And that, I think that makes it a little more of a, a popular, I guess, topic to discuss or a little more open to to a back and forth kind of debate on the topic.
2: Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that there's more evidence that there's hollow Earth and that there could be a hollow Earth than there could be a flat Earth? Yeah. I would say so, yeah.
3: Like sound How... science. <laughs> like it's actually sound.
2: Interesting. How now, like what sort of evidence is there that hollow Earth actually does exist then? Or what sort of proof is there?
1: Well, I, <clears throat> there, there, there isn't proof that it that it is hollow. What what I think drives the entire discussion is the idea that the Earth's mass is a little bit anomalous. Um, What we know of the density of the Earth's surface and the crust does not match. I mean, what's inside of the Earth is definitely a lot less dense and a lot less light because the Earth's mass is quite small for its size. And it was that fact that led scientists to say, well, what's inside of the crust if it's not as dense as it is, you know, throughout, you know, the, throughout the entire sphere. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was in that that people began to propose theories. I think most notably, um, edmund Haley, who I think is Holly from Holly's Comet, the, the renowned astronomer of the late 1700s, he proposed these sort of concentric spheres uh, that had atmospheres of their own, sort of Earths within the Earth that were hollow, and that sort of launched into about a hundred years of scientific debate. Now there was a uh, a test in 1774, I think, that supposedly disproved all of this and and showed that the Earth was indeed solid. I don't think a lot of people trust science from 1774, and many people have pointed out some of the problems with that that theory because it. Um, it, even that it would, it would still leave open the idea that there might not be a completely hollow earth, but there could be a, a humongous portion of it that was hollow because it's quite large. Yeah. So that's kind of sort of the, uh, and so people have said, you know, there's just so many stories, um, and there's, there's enough evidence to suggest that there might indeed be a very open portion of inside the earth. And some people have claimed to have found
0: yeah, and the idea of the Hollow Earth isn't anything new, I mean, because the idea of the Hollow Earth has been around for, for quite a while. It's talked about in folklore as either, you know, origin stories for, like, certain tribes coming out from caverns within the Earth or on the opposite side, it's like a bit of a, a hell or a purgatory in certain certain myths and folklore. I think, like, Dante's Inferno, think of the Lazarus Pit or even the Christian hell of, you know, hell being beneath our feet. You know, so it's like there you got these all the <clears throat> all these different kind of stories that stem from the idea that the earth is in fact hollow, that there is in fact something within within the earth.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. The number of stories that we have about the, the idea of a of an interior earth where people, civilizations have lived, they really span the globe. I mean, you know, there's really from the beginning of time when we have records of human folklore and stories. Almost every civilization has had some concept of an interior Earth where people live. Oftentimes, uh, they're the source of like humanity itself, or in in many cases, they're the source of sort of an advanced civilization that predates what we think of as as humanity.
2: It's interesting that like that's the case because it makes you kind of wonder like why 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 is it that we have always as humans thought that there was something like, like beneath our feet within inside the earth like what was that like what was the first idea or like what drove that thought process and everything like that was is it very possible that our ancient ancestors did see stuff coming out from the ground and then shooting up into the space like who knows like one of the biggest thing like a big question that I have is is there a connection? between aliens and Hollow Earth. I mean, I would love to, like, everyone knows I love aliens. Like, I would love to <laughs> yeah. think that, like, they were using Inner Earth as, like, a huge base and everything like that. Um, but is, like, is there reports of, like, UFOs and the yeah. Hollow Earth? Is there a connection between the two? Yes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I have seen reports of people, like, in Antarctica, in Alaska, near the North to South Pole, where they've reported seeing UFOs Flying in that direction, or essentially coming from that area, and that's definitely something I want to kind of touch upon later on when we get into the theories of the hollow earth. But yeah, it's very possible that the the UFOs might very well come from within the earth as opposed to outside.
3: Yeah, and two, like you, you okay? Birds in the most extreme temperatures when they're getting ready to fly south or or whatever for the winter, they don't fly to the equator. They fly to the poles. And when they're fitted with tracking devices, they lose the signal once they get to a certain point. So that, to me, is like, that just blows my mind.
2: That is pretty interesting that they would fly towards the poles rather than the equator where it would be more right. warm. Right. Well, no. So, and that's because like, they're migrating. Yeah, Yeah. of course they're migrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. What are the theories between the hollow earth like what are some different ones
0: that we're we're looking at here so i just want to say before we dive into the theories a part of the reason that the hollow earth theory even came to be uh just stepping back to edmund haley who had came up with it he had proposed the idea to kind of explain away the the compass anomalies because it's like to him he explained it as was mentioned like there are like spheres within the earth that rotate at different directions because it's like an onion. It's like layers within the earth that rotate at different directions. And they, he claimed that that was why uh, certain compasses were acting up and may even explain the bird phenomenon as far as the magnetic force, you know, magnetic fields going haywire or acting a little crazy in some areas because of the way the inner spheres are rotating.
2: That would be – that's in it that's, that's crazy to think about that if that were actually true – That there was like an onion earth and just like they're all moving in weird (laughs) directions and everything like that. I mean, how? that's just so weird to think about that. I mean, yeah. That. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: What are some other ones? So 1818, there was a man named John Cleves Sims. I think is how you say his name. He had published a book which had also added to the popularity of the theory, which was similar to Haley's. And it included entrances at the North and South Pole, which, you know, <laughs> a bit of conspiracy around those areas. But uh, <laughs> so these entrances were later be called the, the Sims Holes. And he actually wanted to go as far as like exploring these entrances. So he tried his best to rally up, you know, people and, and funding for expeditions to go out there, but was never successful.
1: I think he went before Congress and asked for funding. He got as yeah. far as Congress, but the, the room was denied.
0: Yeah, I remember reading about that. Yeah, he he was real close, but for whatever reason, they just was like, nope, we're not going to push it through. I'm sorry, you can't do it. And so he just went on to, to not know what's really over there. Now,
2: correct me if I'm... Wasn't one of these people that tried to get funding, weren't they murdered?
0: <laughs> There's a lot of speculation about that. A lot of them may met, like, quote-unquote, tragic uh, accidents and, you know, had a some kind of issue going on with their health or family matters and things like that. So there was a lot of speculation between those that were actually trying to fund the expedition had met their demise in uh, untimely manners or rather.
1: It was sad. Yeah. One One of the things that happened with all of this sort of science that was coming out is, and this is really common in a lot of ways, is that science and science fiction have a really unique marriage and they both sort of spur the other on. And in the wake of all this, um, most people, I think, know Jules Verne's very, very uh, famous book, *A Journey to the Center of the Earth*. Mm-hmm. He also wrote a companion piece, which dealt uh, more with the science of the center of the earth. Because the book was so uh, successful across multiple continents and languages, and 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 that once that science fiction idea took hold in the mid 19th century, people people started to expand upon the idea that there actually is. Not just a hollow earth, but an actual civilization inside of the hollow earth. There was some sort of people living down there. And that that led to all sorts of theories and speculation about what could actually be there. And many people took trips to try to find out if they could get into that civilization and discover more.
0: Yeah, and that that kind of tacks on to one of the theories is that there are in fact ancient civilizations, and some of them are either uh, citizens of Atlantis that got there through uh, secret caverns. Uh, there's also the legendary city of Agartha, or citizens of Lemuria. I think is how you say it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And these civilizations Maria, yeah, are, yeah, <laughs> and these civilizations are supposed to be like so advanced to the point where it's like they make you know Egyptian architect and. Other ancient civilizations look like child's play.
1: Yeah, yeah, that really does. Yeah, that's really really ties deeply into the idea of a, that. That's where these these cultures either originated from or where they retreated to at some point.
2: So, were these ancient civilizations? Did they? I mean, this may be a stupid question, but did they know, or <clears throat> did they have a way to get to the center of the Earth? Like, did they did they have everything? I guess already built. Or like already kind of set up in in case something happened and then like, you
0: know, something happened and they retreated to the inner earth. I would say that there are like different ideas to that. Either that they went there long, long time ago and just kind of had, you know, like a tent set up and just like, all right, this is where we're going to go if Mm -hmm. shit hits the fan on the outside earth. But not only is the North and South Pole rumored to be entrances, but there's also a speculation that there are entrances in underground caverns that things like Loch Ness Monster could be coming from or uh, right. entrances under the Sphinx, under the pyramids, under Mount Rushmore even. So it's like there's different points of entrance into the inner earth that are in speculation that no one has been able to confirm or outright deny.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the things that is ties back into your view of aliens is that people that believe this is a, a, a terrestrial advanced civilization but may have originated elsewhere off the planet, uh, the speculation, which makes a lot of sense to me, is that what we think of as an atmosphere is very, very rare in the universe. I mean, we know it's very rare because we've been looking for other planets that have a similar atmosphere to ours. And we've really been hard pressed to find a lot of them um, in, a, in a universe that's filled with planets. And so the speculation is that if there was a, an advanced civilization, that they most likely... Did not live on a surface like we think of it. That they might be subsurface species, and this this sort of relates back to the the theory of Mars, which, if you if you've ever studied anything about the the, the Martian civilizations, they're they're underground, um, and they've done uh, remote uh, sensory location experiments with people who have drawn out vast caverns underneath the surface of Mars. they've seen civilizations filled with pyramids and other things that that we have on our planet and that that's sort of the idea that like the, the people that came here they originally went under the surface and then they began to cultivate life on on the planet on the on the surface of the planet until they it was no longer hospitable and then they retreated back into the the earth's the inner earth civilization
0: and just to piggyback off of that, funny you mentioned Mars. I've even seen people where people speculate that not just Mars, but like every planet in the solar system has like a, a right. inner Earth kind of thing, and that could explain why we don't see anything on the outside. Because you think about it, some of these planets are raining diamonds, are as hot as the sun. You know what I mean? It's like, or as cold as like Pluto. You know, or planets that are that far out. It's like it's speculated that maybe those civilizations are like you said inside those planets and not. On the surface, which is why we've never found them. But
2: like Earth, you can live on the outside. What would be the purpose of going inside? You, like I don't know. Like I just, I just feel like if if civil like if if ancient civilization if like they they went inside the Earth like to, to kind of like wait out whatever was happening. Don't you think we would see like some sort of like ancient humanoid creature like hanging out on one of the North Poles or something like that, like venturing out?
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, I, like,
2: is it, there is.
3: Well, I, I, I don't know about that, but you know, oh. there. Do y'all remember the year that all those world leaders went to Antarctica? And yes. like, we were all like, "What are yes. they doing there? No, they you know, what? Yeah, what? they had
0: a meeting. They had a meeting to discuss the the ins and outs, basically, of who can go to Antarctica, who can travel to the poles. Right. Like, there's when this was big this? thing about it. It was in <laughs> what was it the seventies?
3: No, that way. I mean, like George Bush went. When, oh. I Wait, recently, I, I could oh. be wrong. Wait a minute, we, <laughs> we might that. be on different timelines. I could, I, I, I could be wrong. Let me look that up real quick. Don't quote me.
2: But nevertheless, a bunch of world leaders went to Antarctica to see if they can
0: make it there or like live there. No, well, like that, they had a meeting to discuss the the whereabouts of Antarctica to say like, okay, this is a no-go zone. Like people cannot know about this spot. Like it was, it was so big that like literally everybody. Was there everybody that was important? Was there to discuss this? Like that's how big this was. Pilot, I mean, I was, right? I was, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> well,
3: then it wasn't a big deal at all. <laughs> yeah, what are we even right. talking
2: about?
1: <laughs> that's
3: crazy.
2: You know the
1: the the uh, the, the, the great pilot Admiral Richard Byrd, uh, who was claimed to be the first person to ever fly over the poles, which is the the poles are probably the most flat Earth like. The conspiracy because people believe there are giant holes into the inner earth uh, that that the government is actively, governments are actively covering up. And that's why flight paths do not cross over the poles, even though it's a shorter flight path for much of the northern travel from Europe to, to North America. But but that there's these holes there, and the escaping gas from those holes is what creates the northern lights. And Admiral <laughs> Byrd claimed to fly over the poles and even said um, that he discovered a, a tropical land um it was uh green and luxuriant he wrote about it in a portion of his diary that's known as the secret diary of richard bird which was covered up for at least in the theory that it was covered up for many years but has been found and released um, there were huge animals observed moving in the underbrush um there was uh, an entrance into some sort of tropical world, which I do find interesting because if you've been following things recently, scientists are now admitting that they think that underneath the ice of Antarctica, there is, in fact, evidence that it was once a tropical island um, that was very lush and green, which fits in exactly with what um, you know, Bird's claim that he, that he saw in The Secret Diary.
2: Was this in the north? And the, also is... there's pyramids
1: yeah, South Pole to Ant- Antarctica okay okay. um I, if you if you found people have found in Google Earth they have found what looked almost definitely to be pyramids on the the continent of Antarctica.
2: I was gonna just ask shape. do you think that Google is hiding though like what was really what Antarctica might really look like? Like, because I mean, like, do you think the government agencies are like, you will not show, because if you look, because Google will not show like military bases, like they blur them out or whatever. Do you think this could be something where it's like, all right, Google, just make it all look like it's a snowy landscape or whatever?
0: I would say, yeah, I would say, because I, because it's weird that from what I can tell and what I know, like what I've researched, you can't see the North or South Pole or a lot of Antarctica on Google Earth. And on maps and things like that, like you can't view it or anything. You could look at everything else. And like you said, certain military bases are, of course, covered up. Area 51 is covered up. But it's like you would think if there's nothing out there to hide, why blur it out? Why try to cover it up?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Google's in on it. It also seems <laughs> like
1: a much easier thing to cover up. I mean, doesn't it? Like, I mean, how many people... Thousands and thousands of people fly around the Earth every year in planes. Yep. But very few people fly over the poles. Very few people go into space where they can see the poles. It just seems like a much easier cover-up to pull off than, say, like a flat Earth. I'm not saying that they are pulling things off. And in fact, I probably think that the, the idea that there's giant holes on the poles leading to a, a completely hollow Earth with a vast civilization are probably wrong. But I, I, I think there's better arguments that there are entrances elsewhere on the Earth into a uh, advanced civilization.
2: Well, when they say like holes into the Earth, do they mean like like state size holes, or is or is it like you know just big enough for like an aircraft or something like that to go in, and you have to kind of like. Really squint your eyes to see this, or is it something where, like, uh, you said his name? What was this, the guy who flew over the poles back in it was uh, Bird? Richard
1: Bird, Admiral Richard Bird, Richard Bird, B Y R D?
2: So, did he say how big those entrances were?
1: Um, he called it a cavity, uh, and hmm. it was, uh, it, I, I've always, and, and I've of course seen artist renditions of it, but it always looked about the size of a football field. That, okay. That's you know like you could fly a plane in there, you could fly something big in there, but it's not the size of a state.
2: Okay. <laughs> cuz that's like cuz what was it? Uh Leo had sent a picture um of what hollow earth might look like and to me it's like the size of a continent with like a hole at both the the poles and everything. Granted, like this is like a, just like a a sketch or whatever from like an artist. It's not like an actual picture, but it seems like that, like that would be really hard to cover up with any sort of like satellite or, you know what I mean? So, okay. So it's, it's not huge, but it's not small either.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I
2: I know think it is
1: true that Go
0: ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say I think the other entrances that are speculated about are similar to like caverns. You know, like a cave opening where you right. could fit in a few people, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, and those those cave openings are compelling because many of them exist in areas of the earth where cryptids are very prevalent. Ooh, so we, we're, they're, getting, they're, we're, so that, we're
2: connecting cryptids in the hollow earth now. All right. You know, draw them <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it
1: makes, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, you know, that we might have, if there is some such thing as like a, a, a Bigfoot or a Yeti, that they don't live here on the surface in any significant numbers, but, but they might live under the earth and come up to the surface for either because they're coming up here to go camping or something recreational. Or, <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're, lo- you know yeah. they're lost or or they're trying doing to, some kind of reconnaissance.
3: Yeah, trying to scare the crap out of people. I've heard it happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they might just be sort of foot soldiers for this more advanced civilization. But a lot of times when you you see an area that's really well known for a lot of having of cryptids um skinwalker ranch uh if you're familiar with skinwalker is supposedly one site that has a has an entrance to the to the inner boot where
2: would where would it have an entrance like because i because i I've on done research ranch. on the ranch itself there's an entrance
1: well they, there's a cavern on the ranch that supposedly has access into the inner
2: yeah, that's right because there's like a huge ridge that it, like spans like a like what right. like a mile or two or something like that it's 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 big
1: it's very big
2: and even on that the sh- they have a show now I, I don't know if it's on discovery or or what but it's called skinwalker ranch uh, for obvious reasons and one of the uh one of the the guys on the tv show like goes into like it looks like a cave type thing with on within the uh the ridge or whatever, but he starts getting like super sick when he's going in there. So he like, he comes right back out. Now there's two seasons of it. I just watched the first season. I got to watch the second one, but I don't know if he goes back in, but okay.
3: There's that, um, there's a giant cavern in, um, Vietnam. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Like, um, Hang Son Dun. It's, um, I remember seeing a video on it. Like it's beautiful in there. There's plant life. Does anyone, someone tell me they know what I'm talking about, please?
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I've heard of it.
3: Yeah, it's huge. It's so big.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now on on Google. You should watch
3: the video, like of the drone that goes in there. It's insane.
1: That's great. And I think, you know, perhaps, at least in my mind, the most famous and perhaps most credible entrance is probably located in Tibet which is what is known as the land of Shambhala or sometimes more often called uh, Shangri-La, which is supposedly, and it's existed, uh, it predates Tibetan Buddhism, but the, the mythology in Tibetan Buddhism is that there is an entrance to a world known as Shambhala, which is filled with an advanced civilization with advanced technology, including military technology in an army that could, in theory, devastate any, any culture on, on the surface of the earth. And the thing that I think makes Chambalas so compelling as a, as a story is after uh, some, some pretty famous visits by a couple people, including um, Madame Blavatsky, if you've ever heard her name, she is the founder of the Theosophical Society and was a a study of the occult and voodoo in New Orleans. But she she sort of founded the New Age movement and she claimed to have visited Shambhala and and seen the entrance. And that led to just about every major world country, US, Russia, especially uh, Nazi Germany, Great Britain, all sent expeditions, fully funded government expeditions to try to discover the entrance to Shambhala which is you know again evidence that at least on at that time which is from the 20s into the late into the 40s and 50s that at least these countries believed that this was a real entrance and then you know the 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 Nazi Germany and and especially Adolf Hitler were fascinated with the occult and paranormal and and there are many people believe that that he was the one who really drove this exploration and that he also was able to locate the, the entrance to Shambhala and that, that spins off into its own conspiracy about some advanced technology that the, that the the Nazi Germans had at this time and maybe are still in possession of.
0: Yeah. And to add on to that, it's even speculated that that's where the Nazis had fled to is one of the inner civilizations when, you know, everything was hitting the fan. They were just like, we got to get out of here. So they went there my My question is,
2: if there's a if there's a civilization that has you know technology that could you know take over the earth, like the
0: outer earth or whatever, why don't they come out and do it? So I've seen a lot where it's talked about where these ancient civilizations are actually peaceful. So I'd imagine it's something like they become so advanced that there's no need for conflict, there's no need for war. and that's partly why they stay away from us on the outer world is of how (laughs) quick we are to to go at each other's throats over, you know, the simplest of things. But you
2: you think if they were an advanced civilization, especially, like, what is going on right now, like, in Europe and everything like that between, like, Russia and the Ukraine, like how there's threats of, like, nuclear weapons and everything like that, that they wouldn't present themselves and be like, hey, look, you guys need to stop what you're doing. And don't you think, like, it's almost like when – like a big brother is like, hey, stop doing that, or like, you know, like an older sibling is like, hey, you can't do that because this will happen, and then they're like, oh, okay. If there's a smarter civilization, you think they would like teach us, like, hey, don't do that because this will happen, and like, I, I don't know. I just like, if they're so peaceful and so much more advanced, you think they would help us out? I don't know. I would like to think that.
1: Well, there's a couple uh, ways to think about that. I mean, one. Is that you know, I like I have fire ant hills in my yard and I don't really worry worry about them because they don't really do anything to me. But <laughs> if you get fire ants around your foundation of your house and they begin to tunnel out of the foundation, it can collapse your foundation, and then you're sort of forced to take action. And many mm-hmm. people think that's what's going on, is that they've sort of just allowed us to exist. We've coexisted for many years, but the recent uh disclosures by the government that there are unidentified aerial phenomena and unidentified aquatic phenomena that that we don't think are built by anyone who we know of on this this on the surface of the earth that perhaps those aerial phenomena are in fact coming from inside the earth and and they show a tremendous interest it seems in our nuclear capabilities So it very well may be that that these advanced civilization is saying, you know, we've kind of been fine when you were shooting muskets at each other. But now that you guys have developed (laughs) nuclear bombs, we may have to start sort of figuring out if you're a threat to our advanced civilization in some of the year. So that's kind of.
2: And that makes sense, because I think it was during like the Cuban Missile Crisis, there was a lot of UFO sightings at these um missile silos and like there was oh what book was it 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 was um ufos during wartime i can't remember the author of it but that was the name of the book and there it's just a bunch of short stories about like all these ufo sightings and i remember reading quite a bit about like the ones during the missile cuban crisis or the cuban missile crisis where these ufos would go to these missile silos and they would like shoot beams with inside the missile silo or like these ufos would land right next to it and these creatures would get out and like you know examine all these things so i i totally agree that where it's when it's not like again shooting muskets at each other that we're not harming them we're not like you know in contaminating the environment, so what? what's the harm? Just, like, let them do their thing. It's almost like when cats fight or dogs fight. It's like, all right, whatever. Um, but it's that's really interesting that you say that, and I, I would agree with you on that. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I would say that I think it may be even, like, a, a teacher-student kind of relationship where, like, as the, the ancient civilization, as the advanced civilization goes, like, they know, like, okay, even us, we've been at that point before, so we'll let them learn. But like y'all said, it's like, okay, they're taking it too far. We're going to have to intervene at some point. And they might even be in contact with the the leaders, you know, because like it's been mentioned that some of the leaders have even been invited to go to the inner earth civilizations to speak with them and discuss possibly politics or, you know, discuss the matters of what's going on outside. So it's like, okay, at some point we're going to step in if y'all don't handle it. So it's like, of course-
2: why just why just the leaders? That's, I don't get that. Like I want to <laughs> hang out with an alien too. Like that's my, that's end goal of life. Like meet an alien, hang out with them.
0: You know, I mean maybe uh, we, we maybe we, we'll get there one day. But I think for now <laughs> it's like we we have a lot to learn before we can we can be at that level of okay. Now you're ready to meet us. hmm Because you got to think too, like or, how much you
1: know. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna
0: say you got to think about how much panic there would be if people saw like. 10 foot, 20 foot, you know, giant people walking around saying, Hey, I'm your neighbor now. Like, they can get over
2: it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Alex is like, Bring it on. I'm ready.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or, or there are superpowers, you know, that what we consider, you know, that some of the groups that maybe control life on Earth, as we understand it, maybe they are already in cahoots with this inner civilization. And so the people that sort of control all of this and perpetuate cover-ups, I mean, that's really out there conspiracy theory talk, that they are already working with this, this civilization.
3: It was so, um, 2016 when um, the, I say the Pope, but it's supposed to be, he's supposed to be referred to as the Patriarch, I learned when I was trying to find info on this. But all the world leaders were invited to um, the poll in 2016.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. You know and antarctica is also uh very close to the the military base in pine gap australia which if you've never covered or, or looked into pine gap I highly, highly recommend it because it it really ties into theories of that antarctica might also house a, a stargate that that allows transport from our planet to other planets, which would again would fit in with this idea that there's an advanced civilization that uses that stargate to travel to whatever their home planet may be, and that that there is rumors that 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 stargate is closely tied to the to the secret base known as Pine Gap in Australia. It's very cool.
2: I've never heard that before.
1: Pine Gap's great. Pine Gap is, is a is a really cool story with ties to the the Alice Floor. If you've never uh, heard about the Alice floor, there's supposedly a stargate there that goes to Pine Gap, which then can take you on the planet. <laughs> Alice floor is where they have the uh, this 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 time machine. It's not really a machine, it allows you to sort of capture images from the future. Um, oh the looking the glass technology. The looking glass, yeah. Ah
3: it's <laughs> really, really and I we're cool. talking about
0: that. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept.
1: Yeah, people talk about going back and forth instantaneously to Pine Gap from there, and then that allows them to go. And so anyway, it all sort of ties back together, and it all sort of relates to this advanced civilization. Um, and I, I do like um, at least the theory, and and it's always dicey talking about this, because when you talk about a racial theory and conspiracies, it can get, you know, into some weird territory. And I don't, I don't, you know, I would stress that I don't apply any sort of inferiority or superiority to these concepts, but people have also pointed out that that there is an anomalous genetic problem with, with humanity in that there are recessive traits in humanity which don't seem to align well with living on a surface that gets, you know, basically cooked by the sun. 12 hours every day. So, you know, the fair skin, blonde hair, the recessive genes that are slowly dying of humanity, uh, the fair, eyes these are all traits that seem to fit really well with people that uh, at least originated in a subterranean environment. Might color eyes, see better in the dark. Uh, Light skin is not as perceptible. I mean, that's not susceptible. I mean, it's, it's very susceptible to sunburn. It's also much easier to see in the dark. So there's, there's this theory that, you know, that, that instead of having one source of what we think of as, you know, humanity, as we know it, there might've been some humans that originated from a species that was a surface. And there might've been another subspecies that, that originated from under the earth. And that's where those, those sort of conflicting gene pools pull from. And again, I'm not, Applying any of the the racist tropes about either one of those, I'm just pointing out the theory that recessive genes are a bit of a problem when you really start thinking about it. You know we would have vast swaths of people with genes that are dying. Could
2: could that be where like albinos come from? Like how like that came to be? Because like, I mean, that would make sense. Where it was like. <laughs> I mean kind of I, kinda. I mean mutation
3: isn't it isn't that like a mutation
0: yeah, yeah, it's like a genetic issue where a person's body is unable to create uh, melanin.
3: melanin Okay um, I'm an idiot yeah. All right yeah, it's, not because, not. It's, it's not it's okay. not it's not
0: because they lived in the earth prior <laughs> We don't,
1: well, know. I mean, uh, we, we don't yeah, know We don't know Yeah we can't though. really
3: say
0: like that could stem from from that you know cuz like we said it's like a genetic divide you know and i'd like to think of it not to put it on like a like uh, jd said like a superior inferior complex i think of more of like a like how you have different species of dogs or cats or horses or insects it's like yeah we're all the same kind of like general like we're all humans you know like just like they're all dogs but you have different kinds of humans you have different kinds of dogs so it's just like
2: a variation so what I'm getting at is it's either I'm an idiot or I'm a genius, and what I'm saying is completely correct. Yeah, I
3: mean
1: that's I mean, again, Hitler was fascinated by paranormal occult and everything. And his search for what he called, you know, the Aryan race was a search for what were rumored to be an advanced civilization. Of blonde-haired, blue-eyed people that in, in reality are very mysterious people that show up at various places in history that seem to have a much more modern version of language and mathematics and things. Um, and so I think that you know that that theory at least is what drove him into Shambhala, was thinking that perhaps this, this mysterious world was where he would find the original inhabitants of birth.
2: I think, I mean, this is getting kind of out there, but I think, like, even with, like, what was it, Travis Walton's abduction story, like, the aliens that he describes are, like, tall, blonde hair, blue-eyed, humanoid-type creatures. So I don't know if he was just grabbing at, like, you know. Again, that's a very controversial alien abduction story and everything like that, but he does depict these alien creatures to kind of look that way. So...
1: And, and you know there there are remains that have been found uh, of giant red-haired skeletons, right? That have uh, genetic codes that match with with sort of fair-skinned redheads, but their their skeletons are just like ten to twelve feet in size. And and some people have connected that with the lost uh, country of Tartaria, and other people associated with. the the inner earth civilization that we know that could be Lemurian or ancient Atlanteans that retreated or went back into their, their original home inside the Earth, which I think does have some merit to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say to answer Alex's earlier question about why go back, uh, because the speculation is that the inner earth has the environment and the climate inside the inner earth, the atmosphere inside the inner earth is like so perfect that it's, Given birth to the giants that we find, uh, find skeletons of giant creatures that we may have seen, such as Loch Ness monster. So it's like that's could be why they go back. It's just it's like it's a better place there, you know. Like it's Shangri-La, it's heaven, it's a paradise.
1: They live for a lot longer, like a long, like they oh, yeah. live for you know hundreds and hundreds of years, which allows te- allows technology to advance.
2: Well, I I think why it like kind of like you know. Putting all of this together, I think we need to go to Antarctica. I think that's like <laughs> what, this, what this all boils down to, because I really want to see wh- if and in, if, what's inside the Earth. I really want to take a look inside. Now, so I kind of going back to what you were saying re- at, earlier in the show, Leo. You you were saying that someone described the Hollow Earth almost like onions, right? Yeah. So I guess what is the gap between? Is it like the crust, or like the Earth, or like the like? Are they all touching each other, or is there like a hundred foot
0: gap between the two? Or is there like
2: a couple <laughs> miles? Like, like,
0: so I think it's more like a similar how to as we know we have the atmosphere that kind of separates us from space. I think it's like that, but inside the Earth as well, where it's like an atmosphere that kind of separates one layer from the other, and that way it's kind of like a planet within a planet where they can rotate. They can be as there are and not really have to, I guess, worry too much about anything. So
3: J.D., have you seen the video from uh, NASA? It's like a uh, Saturn's unique hexagon and it shows this, uh, like mm-hmm. within the, within the planet, you can see these rotating discs.
1: Right. Yes. I have, I have seen it, which is, you know, just kind of speaks back to Leo's point that there might just be, there might be, civilizations inside all of the planet or or as some people speculate that perhaps planets are were manufactured that that the entire planet is in fact something that was art you know was designed and created by this advanced civilization which which would also fit in by the way with the concept that the moon is the complete i was just about to say that yeah (laughs) i think think we all were i was about to say that too (laughs) Uh, yeah i had a
3: crazy lucid dream about going to the moon and like afterward i made this graphic um of what the inside looked like and then i posted it and all these people started sending me these other images that other artists had made and they are it's like scary how accurate mine looked a little bit different obviously but yeah they're that was weird. That was a strange experience. I'll I'll share that picture with you guys after.
0: And just to to, to bring up just out of topic, I guess uh, it's just speculated that the moon was actually created from something big hitting the planet, creating the Grand Canyon, and then that chunk of the Earth floating around is now what we know as the moon. But yeah, that's just something I heard heard or seen about. Thought it was interesting. I
3: hadn't heard that. It is interesting. I mean, who knows? No, anybody who claims (laughs) to know this is this is a problem I have with flat earthers. Like when you claim to know absolutely one hundred percent, that's an issue for me. Um, You know, was it Voltaire who said, um, "While doubt is uncomfortable, um, certainty is absurd"?
1: Yeah, I do think it's interesting to me that quite a while ago, hollow earthers were talking about that these inhabitants were descendants of advanced civilizations like Lemurians, and which I have a cool Lemurian-Atlantean story I'll mention it in a minute, but that they have flying saucer technology and then lo and behold, in 2020, we start to have the government come out and just finally admit that, yeah, there's been a, you know unidentified flying objects for a long time that we've known about. And we just don't know where they're coming from. And to me, that's a, you know that's a foundational point, which I think you just have to say to yourself: Well, if we don't know where they're from, and the technology is such that it defies our known laws of physics, then where are these objects coming from? And they seem to have an affinity for flying from the the air into the water and disappearing. Mm-hmm. And that just opens up the possibility that you know that's where that they are going into this this inner earth through some sort of openings in the, in the ocean that that's who's actually in control of these
2: it just makes me so angry because it's like yeah we all know that that it, they exist it's like we're not dumb you know like just 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 show us the evidence like you know like it goes back to like the hanging out with the guys on in the antarctica it's like i don't understand no, okay i take this back I do understand because I do know that some people may not be able to handle the fact that aliens do exist. Because if, if that is the case, a lot I think, a lot of what people do believe will then be questioned a lot. Like, for instance, in the Bible, like how, like I guess if you know an alien was like, no, we created Earth. Like, hey, we you know we kind of we put all these chunks Mm -hmm. of different material together to create Earth, and then like, hey, we. We spliced our DNA with this you know weird looking thing from another planet to create you like the whole world would go bonkers because everything I think in like people's religions and like what they believe will then be questioned and then it's like alright well all of this has been a lie my entire life so and then they might try to like harm these aliens who knows but I guess that makes sense why they don't I don't know but like I wish it would be like can you handle it yeah you can hang out with them I
3: don't know <laughs> We all made of stardust, right? I mean, yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's like scientifically sound. We're all stardust.
0: Even on a molecular level, and just to kind of tangent on a bit, it's like if you look at the certain parts of a human body, it reflects that of the universe. Uh, whether it's the the eyes reflecting certain things in the sky. Uh, organs and even the molecular structure like it it, it mimics the look of galaxies of of the, of the stars of universes and it's just like that's that's interesting you know because it's like we are in a sense mini recreations of the universe.
3: Our neurons could be inside us like wondering they're wondering the source of them like <laughs> and it's us. <laughs>
2: Okay, right, we we gotta we, we gotta get from? off this topic. It's
0: hurting me. <laughs>
3: Sorry. So, just to flip
0: the theory around, there's actually there was an opposite idea proposed that that we are actually inside the hollow Earth and that the sky we yes. see is just like a a creation of the inner layers. It's just no. the atmosphere. Mm-mm, don't. <laughs> we do see. not. No, don't start. The sun <laughs> is just the center of the Earth or the center of our our our, our a layer of the Earth that we see. And this was proposed (laughs) by a man named Cyrus Teed And he even had a cult following called the Carician Unity And it went as far as having like a a monument set up For both the first person that talked about it And him Uh, So these two monuments are Ohio's Hollow Earth Monument And then of course the Carician State Historic Site So it's like they definitely must have done something To have monuments set up in their name I I did see a video online, and this was I think like
2: a year or two ago, where it said that we all live like within a dome, and it showed like a rocket, and it it almost looked like it was skipping across the sky. It was really weird. Now, I know there's like with videos and like editing and things like that, CGI, people can fake a lot of things. So it was really interesting to see that. And I'll take it with a grain of salt. I mean, like, I, I don't know if it was true or not. Again, I don't know the video. But then there was another video, which was interesting, too, because this these amateur rocket builders um, put a GoPro on a, uh, on a rocket, and they launched it. And obviously, the rocket was spinning. And, you know, it did that for, I, I don't know, the distance. But at a certain point, it just... The rocket stops, and you hear you hear a bang, and it sounds like it hits something, and then it just stops. It's the craziest video. I'll I'll try to find it, and I'll
0: I'll put it in like you know what. I'll try to find it right now. Yeah, that sounds like the uh, firmament firmament theory, where we're actually inside like a dome, and yeah. all of outside of our, our our Earth is almost like a water kind of like substance. Like space isn't just empty air; it's like some kind of. Nice. Yeah, and the reason why the rockets have to go so fast is to break out of the barrier that holds everything inside, so that we're basically protected from that that plasma-like substance.
3: Have you ever heard of uh, Corey Goode? I know he's controversial, but he claims to have been in touch with these people from the inner Earth civilizations. Um, I can't yes. think of what. So, I want to know what you think about that.
1: Yeah, I guess I think I think he claims that to have footage of like a of a of a robotic person disappearing into a a cave or something. If I remember, if I remember
3: yeah, he a, he claims a right. lot, but he I mean he's real. Yeah. He, he's him and Randy Kramer have they're part of um guy no, yeah. can't be trusted t- controlled opposition. I don't know about any of that. I just know he claims to have been in touch with an inner earth civilization who like brought him in and made him like take a bath in this weird water because he was contaminated and all kinds of craziness. I just was curious what you knew about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess where I, I struggle with, with some of those things is that a lot of times those people are, are, they seem self-interested at least because they're selling books and the, the, the line of communication seems to me to be, at least hard to swallow In terms of like I'm in direct contact with these people But they don't want to talk to anybody else Yeah it just, I'm special At times reminds <laughs> me of Like The the and Apologies if anybody's Mormon But like The <laughs> Mormon story has that same sort of like Oddity to it It's like yeah I got these books And only I can translate them And There's no one else can see them Because they disappeared after I translated them You're like well <laughs> Then there's really nothing we could talk about at that point. I just have to believe you or not, and that's what I—that's what I don't like about them. It, you know, right. I mean, I, many, many people have claimed to have found this entrance and have communicated with them, but I, I will say that that the ones that are most credible to me seem to be people that come back and they are um, not not after money or monetary uh, rewards. They're just sort of spiritually seemed more enlightened to some regard in terms of their their view of humanity or what our purpose is and that to me is a little more compelling to make it make sense but I guess I'm also a firm believer that Lemurians and Atlanteans were, were real
3: um, yeah. I wanted
1: to hear that, and that story not... man <laughs> oh yeah oh so we did a um an episode about eels and the the mysterious nature of eels. I don't know if 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 y'all are familiar with this. Ah,
0: oh, yes, I've heard about of it. Eels. Yes. Nope, I have not. Eels, <laughs>
1: eels yeah. are uh, eels are really crazy. They 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 they're a mystery that dates back to ancient Greek philosophers. Nobody could understand the mysterious nature of eels because you know a, a dry you know, sort of pit with no water in it would fill up overnight with rain and all of a sudden eels would appear. Um, and they were like, they just seem to materialize out of nowhere. They seem to live for, for decades, which they do. They live for an extremely long point in time, but no one's ever seen a baby eel that, that no one's ever seen an eel mate. And that's true to this day. Um, and one, one scientist got obsessed with it. And so he, He made a grid of the Atlantic Ocean, and he tracked eels from their freshwater uh, homes. They they travel south. He eventually located it in the Sargasso Sea, which is a peculiar sea. I don't know if you know anything about it's it's a it's an it's a sea surrounded by water, but it's its own sea, and it has very odd magnetic properties. And that's where eels go to breed. But even there, they don't have any records of an eel ever breeding, they just go there, they seem to disappear and the new eels seem to come back. And what's interesting is that the only other place that happens is in the Pacific Ocean and another uh, sea that's locked by, uh, by water. It also has extremely odd magnetic properties. And what is most peculiar is that these two seas are supposedly the locations of the ancient civilization of Atlanta, Atlantis in the east, um, in the Atlantic Ocean, and then Lemuria, uh, or sometimes called the continent of Mu in the Pacific Ocean. So in these two sites uh, where ancient civilizations supposedly existed, we have this unexplainable scientific phenomena that eels go back to. They sort of disappear and then they, they are reborn uh, later as as small eels have been traveled back up in fresh water. And nobody understands why it is. And it's to me, it's one of the things that is most compelling for the existence of these ancient cultures and these weird magnetic anomalies in the middle of our two biggest oceans.
0: And isn't that the the Sarasota, uh, the ocean, the what you mentioned, isn't that like in the Bermuda Triangle area?
1: It, yeah, right that's exactly you. right. Oh Sarasota is Gosh. essentially the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. Yeah, and and the other one, in the other Pacific Ocean is the equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle. It's got a long history of just complete mysterious disappearances of ships, and so they they that's sort of the the Bermuda Triangle of the Pacific Ocean.
2: Ah, uh, yes. no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. Like, the fact that no one like okay, I I get it. Like you, it's gonna take. To try to find, like, in nature, like, two, you know, animals mating and everything like that, that's going to take, you know, some years and probably some time to to see that. But to never, like, even now that we don't have any footage of that, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, they've done everything. They've, they've sunk cameras. They've, they've, they've strapped small, tiny cameras onto full-grown eels. They've done everything. And even to this day, no one's ever seen uh, an eel mate or an eel be born? It is. It is. It is crazy.
3: Immaculate conception.
1: <laughs> something. Something inexplicable <laughs> is going on, and, and we're not sure. That is. That is absolutely right.
2: That is. That is crazy. I, just, I find that so weird. And that's perfect for the show because it's called "That's F and Weird." So hey, look at that. Yeah. We come full circle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess one last thing that I want to touch upon that I always love to bring up in every episode is tying everything back to pop culture and popular media. Uh, of course, you have the book, *The Journey to the Center of the Earth*, that's popularized in a movie, and and then it's like even more recently with the *King, uh, King Kong* versus *Godzilla* movie. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Spoiler alert! But uh, during that movie, it shows where they enter like a dimensional kind of portal to get to the center of the earth. And this is apparently where King Kong and his people came from, King Kong and his species came from. And while they're there, you can see like the lush greenery going on. You see other giant creatures flying around. And, and it's like, it goes far as Godzilla blowing a hole in the earth all the way through to the other side. And it's almost like a, kind of like a mirror where it's like on one side you have, of course us, and then on the opposite end below us, there's them, but it's like a mirror where it kind of like logically speaking, you would be upside down, except you're not for some reason. But yeah, I just thought that was like kind of interesting that they bring that that concept back up into so into into media as like a proposed idea or just like, oh, this is just fiction. This is just a story, you know, it's just something cool to add to the movie.
1: Well, thanks for ruining the movie. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this won't spoil this movie, but I I also love pop culture. But if, if anyone saw Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which was a Marvel oh, cinematic yeah, universe, uh, the 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 land Tao Tao Lo, um, which is sort of the home of dragons and all sorts of mystical creatures, that's sort of loosely based on Shambhala, on this sort of hidden uh, land, with full of mysterious creatures that's somewhere in Tibet, which. By the way, many people think that the reason why China is so emphatic that it owns Tibet is because it, it wants to be able to control the access to this hidden world full of strange creatures and advanced technology, which is kind of a, a sort of the backdrop of that. that as well. Yeah,
0: there's so much to it. It's, it's a very interesting thing to look into. It's like you, you, you ask one question and then you're like, oh my, there's, there's so much more to it. You know, it's like one of those rabbit hole kind of
1: things. Yeah, it really is one of those ones that you know I think we talked about this at some point that it it sort of ties together so many of the conspiracies out there which is why I think that it's it's not quite as it's not quite the same as something like the flat earth.
0: Right, because there's like so much more to it. Like I've personally never seen anything that talks about flat earth in, in 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 media or in pop culture, but I've seen a lot about flat earth. I've seen it in video games, in movies, in books. They've seen flat earth, they've seen hollow earth. That I've seen of, like, Hollow Earth or, like, shangri and other, like, ancient... I'm really
3: really ashamed that I know this, but Logan Paul did, um, like, a (laughs) movie on Flat Earth. And it's actually pretty freaking funny, but somebody else just said that. Missy's back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so this has been a great show. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you like what you saw feel free to check out our other episodes you can catch us on all the social media platforms new release every sunday uh this has been your host leo this has been your other host alex
3: guest host missy and
1: this has been jd thanks
0: and remember we don't want anything that's normal we're looking for things that's effing weird
2: hi there my name is chris i'm the host of the cult film companion podcast we are the home of movies that are off under and ahead of the cinematic radar i'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period any director any movie studio and covers a wide variety of genres often within one single movie it's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time please tune into the cult film companion podcast and remember to keep it cold but don't drink the kool-aid so it'll make you sick or kill you take care Ninja News Japan is a podcast. It's about news from Japan. Japanese news. There's no ninjas. If you're interested in the news, this is a good podcast. If you're interested in Japan, this is also a good podcast. If you're interested in ninjas, this is not a good podcast. It's a Japanese news podcast. It's a podcast about Japanese news. There's no
1: ninjas.